What's the worst advice you've ever received? Can you recall? Go ahead, I'll wait. Seriously, what's the absolute worst advice you've ever received in your career? When I was 27, I was put in charge of a content team of about nine people at a high growth, well-known software company. And for the first time ever, I found myself in a purely managerial role. Unlike past leadership positions I'd held at other tech companies where I was able to make stuff and manage, leading a team of nine at a rapidly scaling startup meant that I had to ditch my beloved maker schedule, big blocks of uninterrupted time for deep work, and I had to assume a manager schedule, 30 or 60 minute blocks mainly taken up by meetings back to back to back to back to blah. Can I be honest? Sometimes I feel guilty about hating that experience. Everything about the job was supposed to be wonderful. The team was swell. The brand was sterling. The influence of our content around the industry was great. The perks, the power, the pay, I was supposed to love it. But I was miserable. One day, I decided to share that fact with my boss, a director who'd been at the company for a while and who, we all knew, was being groomed to take over the entire department. I don't feel like I'm being fully utilized, I told him. I'm not doing my best work. Yep, I agree, he told me. And what he said next was about the worst advice I've ever received. I am so thankful I didn't listen. It's tricky, but hard, but important. Keep, 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 keep it going. It's unthinkable. Stories of conventional thinking in our work and the people who dare to question it. I'm Jay Akunzo. And just a heads up, this is a special type of episode. I got requests through a survey I sent to my newsletter subscribers to do more audio versions of the newsletter. And while I'm not going to do that every single edition, I thought I'd try one per month. And this one is particularly important because today I'm announcing a big journey I'm going on this year and I'm going to invite you along for the ride. And that means I'm sharing a lot of stuff publicly that I normally keep private. But before we get there, let's go back to that meeting I had with my boss. You know, where he point blank said, yeah, you're not doing your best work. It turns out he was not the best of bosses. And that tends to happen when you're constantly gazing upward in the org chart as a manager. I think you forget that the way to climb above is to better serve those below. So when he said, yeah, I agree, you're not doing your best work, Jay, I started clicking my pen nervously. See that the noise can distract a boss from his attempt to fire you, or, or so I'm told. I feel like I'm caught between two roles, I told him. In this manager position I have, I'm supposed to be a content strategist, but my love is to create content. Well, said my boss, now totally placated and happy thanks to my magic pen, you have to choose. Given where this industry is at, you could probably be the best strategist, but you probably can't be the best creator. So solving for enterprise value here is the same as solving for your career. You should focus on being the best strategist. So it was settled. With a few tumbles of a tongue fluent in corporate bullshit, I had my marching orders. Shut up and go do your job, damn it. Now here's the worst part. I thought he was right at the time. I believed that he was. I was one of very few people in my position in the entire industry, and I was there at a young age too. Whereas most content teams were one, two, maybe three people, I worked with nine, and we were hiring more at a company that believed that content matters. It felt like the world was my oyster, but then my boss basically instructed me to crack it open, toss out the pearl, and cram in some more tips and tricks blog posts that rank higher on search. Lach. Did I say lach already? I don't care. Lach. Looking back, I can't help but laugh at his advice, because 
What the hell does being the best even mean, especially in our line of work? That's so subjective, and that's a fool's goal, I think. We don't keep stats to measure ourselves against others in our industry, and even if we did, it would be such a vanity play. So don't get me started on social media followers. LeBron James, now he can aim to be the best, because he has endless amounts of statistics to compare himself to his peers. Maybe he measures that on most all-star appearances, or championships, or playoff scoring, or hell, just the public narrative around a very public career that he has, with people declaring him the best compared to Michael Jordan. But last I checked, global media outlets aren't publishing weekly rankings, opinion columns, and talking head TV shows to decide whether or not you're the best at your work, or me. Be the best? Nah, no thanks, not a chance, not a real thing. So how about be the most fulfilled by the work? What about find something that drives you ceaselessly forward towards constant improvement and learning and joy and the chance to bring your full self to your work? Or what about this? Go on a quest. Yeah, a quest. That's how I frame this work that we do, like that the work that I do, like a quest. It's an ongoing, never-ending exploration of just how deep this well goes, or just how dense this jungle is, or just how high this mountain climbs, or, or just uh, how, how tasty the pasta is? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. My point is that I'm hungry. For pasta, sure, yeah, of course, I'm Italian, but, but also for this journey, this journey to understand and improve and create constantly, endlessly. There is no finish line in all of that. There's no finally reaching the status of the best. There's only constant improvement, constant motion forward, because that's all a career really is. As my good friend and the author and speaker Andrew Davis likes to say, we go on quests. So today, I'm excited to invite you to join me on my next quest unfolding throughout 2019 and maybe beyond. See, for the past two years, leading up to my book published in October of 2018, Break the Wheel, I was exploring the same big question. Why is there so much commodity work out there? In other words, how do we push beyond the conventional type of work and conventional thinking to better think for ourselves and create something exceptional? And I think we achieved that with the book. Together, we explored that for about two years, and we've pushed away from conventional thinking. But now that we've done that, where else do we go? I mean, what happens over the long haul? Well, that's what I want to explore next. Together, we're going to fight this one enemy in the workplace that we all face and we all hate. Shortcut culture. The cheats, the hacks, the tips and tricks, the, 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 the bros that mean mug the camera in a video ad promising they can get you rich or teach you to be rich or whatever crap they're saying in those ads. I just skip them and block them and report them spam because they are. There's this shortcut culture permeating around the business world. Even when it's not that obviously spammy, we still like the blueprint, the ultimate guide, the seven simple steps to success. So to fight that enemy, we're going to fight for something better, creating unassailable work, original resonant, and beloved by both us and those we serve. Now, here's my hypothesis for how this works. The key is for us to understand something rather messy and complex, but crucial. How do you create consistently great work? It's not about a stunt to push away from conventional thinking. It's not about what I call random acts of creativity, all those shortcuts and short-term approaches that we love to applaud to make the numbers go higher faster today. It's not about that stuff. It's about today and tomorrow, and the next day, it's about the body of work. It's about consistent creativity. So why is this a quest anyway? 
Well, I know that on the outside looking in, it might seem like I have one of those jobs where I'm supposed to have answers for other people. The truth is, I just have a ton of questions, and I can't wait to pursue them and see where they take me, or really take us. My role in this working world, I'm convinced, is not to dole out answers. I've written way too much already about the problem with all these experts and gurus and false secrets to success. Instead, my work is about packaging and presenting what I've found, not what I know. To quote Anthony Bourdain for the millionth time on this podcast, and this time I'm quoting actually his tattoo, I am certain of nothing. Creativity isn't a final destination. It's a never-ending quest. In reality, the choice presented by my old boss to me was an impossible one to make at all, because the outcome, being the best, doesn't exist. So, what's the worst advice you've ever received? Can you recall? I was told to pick a job where I could strive towards something that doesn't even exist. But this quest that I'm launching, this quest that I'm inviting you on, it's very much real and very much matters to me and I think to you. So starting today, you and I can let others obsess over the hacks, the cheats, the secrets, and the shortcuts. Starting today, we can focus all of our time on resonance, not empty reach. We can choose to think longer term in a world of short-term thinking, to build projects and companies that are unassailable and beloved among all that commodity hollow crap. Let others profess to have the answers, this final sense of knowing. Us, we have questions. That's why this work is so worth doing. Forget being the best. I love the quest. All right, now here is where I invite you to come along. In the show notes, you're going to find a link to something I'm calling my travel log for this year and probably beyond. It's essentially a living document that I'm going to be using to track this quest all year long. And I'm sharing a lot of stuff that I don't normally publish publicly because I've seen in the past how powerful that can be to build things in public. Uh, basically, I've, I've framed my 2019 editorial calendar like this travelogue, complete with an early articulation of what we're exploring, why it matters, and all the various questions, ideas, and stories we'll be hacking through on our journey to that mountain peak in the distance. And as with any quest, it's going to get messy. This document is going to change and grow, and I'll continually track it on that document over time. But the best place to get every update, every change I make, every story I tell, podcast or otherwise, is to get on my weekly newsletter called Damn the Best Practices. There's also a link to that in the show notes. On that newsletter, I share one weekly story every Monday morning so you can start your week feeling inspired and empowered, and not all that stuff gets onto the podcast. In fact, very little does. The podcast, in the meantime, I am tweaking a couple things. I'm going to tell more consistent stories, and I'm going to introduce a mini-series within this show called Creative Cafe. Um, you can learn more about both of these things on the travel document in those show notes, where I try to detail with a flowchart how all of my projects fit together and what I'm doing for each. But again, the best place to go is my newsletter. So check out the travel document and subscribe to my newsletter. Both links are in the show notes. Just to wrap up here, thank you as always for supporting the quest that I'm on. I hope you'll join me on this next journey, both through the travel log and through the newsletter. And above all else, thank you so much for caring deeply about doing meaningful, exceptional, unassailable work. I'm Jay Akunzo, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of Unthinkable. But until then, trust your intuition. See ya. See ya.